Welcome to the That's Good Broncos podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I don't know if you guys need that, but you can pop it in uh, in any of the episodes. Here's the full read. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three. There is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week three, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? You can't. Don't worry, if football's not for you, DraftKings is giving all of you MMA fans the same great offer to use for this weekend's UFC 253. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week three, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use the promo code DNVR during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to That's... Good sports. I am Brandon. The world was reintroduced to Ryan Fitzpatrick, and we should all start to have hope for a better 2020 because of it, Perna. It was billed as a heavyweight bout, even though these two teams are barely featherweights. Great marketing, though, by the NFL for the beard versus the mustache. I think the beard is a cooler look, and I think guys that grow mustaches a lot of times have patchy sides for their beards. Grow a beard with no patchy sides, uh, but you know I'm I'm have I'm gonna have respect for my elders, um, you know especially when they're much much elder. And the winner and still facial hair champion is Ryan Fitz Magic Beard Beats Mustache. It's an important feature of who I am. So uh... <laughs> the important question today, though, is what is your favorite Ryan Fitzpatrick post game look or fit? as the gin douchers say. Your choices are the bloody Chakra, which is definitely Deepak Chopra's favorite. Then you've got Ryan Fitz Jackson or the new Ryan Fitz Andy Reid. Obviously dressing like Deshaun Jackson is one Fitz that will be hard to top. But I sorta like the neon pineapples because I can match Fitz blow for blow even better than that Jackson look. And I think he insinuated he was going to go home and make passionate love to his wife in the tropical neon. You know, for all the ladies out there, uh, I'm taken. I'm sorry. And for my wife, 
Get the kids to bed, it's getting late. With seven kids already, he's really chasing down that Phillip Rivers record. Today, I will give you my big takeaways from Jags Dolphins, show you that terrible ejection from the game, and end with some of my power rankings for the team so far. Overrated, underrated, perfectly rated. That's good. Sports. All right, we've got a little Thursday Night Football to recap. The beard versus the mustache. I can't imagine two quarterbacks I would like to fuck more than Minshew and Fitzpatrick. I mean, have a beer with. And I loved seeing them trade facial hair jabs in the media leading up to the game. As a man who has rocked both a mustache and a beard, I can confirm women hate them equally if you're not rich or taller than five foot ten. Here are my three big takeaways from TNF. One, it happens every year. The inevitable Fitzmagic breakout game, and it happened against Jacksonville. Now Fitz hit on his first 11 passes, extending a 20 for 20 streak dating back to last week. He only missed two passes total, threw two touchdowns, and ran for another. Fitzmagic was the Dolphins' second leading rusher behind Miles Gaskins. Uh, who owned the opening drive, he proved that the beard is mightier than the mustache in the most dominant 160-yard passing game we have ever seen. And although Gardner Minshew wasn't bad, he turned the ball over twice and couldn't get enough out of an underperforming receiving core, sorely missing DJ Shark. The same way Tyrod Taylor's lungs sorely miss not being fucking stabbed by doctors. So my conclusion, everybody loves Ryan Fitzpatrick. Not a statistically amazing performance, but people will rally behind him when he balls out, when he shows that an old man can still run and juke guys. And if he's not America's favorite QB right now, I don't know who is. Certainly not Mahomes. But thank you for returning, Fitzmagic. Takeaway two, James Robinson is the best find in Florida since Carol Baskins who ironically made sure nobody will ever find her last husband. Now Robinson was the Jaguars leading receiver with six receptions and 83 yards. And unlike Chris Conley, didn't have any terrible drops. He also rushed for two tutties and had 46 rushing yards on 11 attempts. Uh, Once the Jags get DJ Chark back and Chenault continues to develop, I think they have a very exciting and very young offensive core to build around. After three games, James Robinson's only weakness might be pass protection. To be fair to Robinson, the NFL should not allow trucks on the field. How can he stop that? And my third big takeaway is that even at less than 100%, Devontae Parker is the most dangerous weapon in Miami. You can tell that hamstring is bothering him and he's he's still the best option in the passing game. And I think Mike Gusecki is a top five tight end. Once he gets back up to 100%, he and Gasecki could, could be one of the best duos or most underrated duos in the league. Those two, with Fitzmagic, may keep Tua off the field for quite a bit, uh, but I still don't think the Dolphins are better than any of the good teams in the NFL. This was just one win against the Jags. They play Seattle next week, so we shall find out very soon if I am right. Now, we did have an old-fashioned ejection from the game, a classic screw job, screw job by the refs. 
Not quite the screw job the officials in the Lakers game gave to the Nuggets, but maybe the most cowardly ejection we have seen since, well, week one with Jamie Collins accidentally headbutting a ref's chest. Cuckoo kachoo, Cam Robinson. Not to be confused with James Robinson, whose grandmother did sleep with Dustin Hoffman in that movie about student loan debt. Uh, but Cam Robinson, the big Jaguars lineman, was ejected for this. You can't shove a ref's hand off your body at the bottom of the pile, Cam. If we learned anything from Mrs. Robinson, it's that you're supposed to just lie there while the older, more experienced person touches you however they want. And here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Jesus loves you more than you will know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But the small man ref fucking hates your big strong arms. That's all this is, right? A ref with small man syndrome, something the NFL should start screening for. I'm pretty sure a 23andMe can identify the need to compensate for physical shortcomings. The NFL, under no circumstances, should be giving small, weak men power over bigger, stronger men because they will abuse that power every single time. Is this the softest ejection I have ever seen? Yes. Is Cam Robinson a key part of that already dicey Jags line? Yeah. Did this change the game? No, Fitzmagic was like his glorious face hanging Yeti in full bloom on Thursday night. Maybe it was all the white of the Dolphins uniforms, but seeing Fitz bulldoze his way into the end zone made me believe in angels. I really wanted to be touched by an angel, and Cam didn't want to be touched by a ref. Now Mike Gusecki, uh, who found the end zone just once after amassing 27 fantasy points last week is doing really important work off of the field. We got to acknowledge when players do great things off the field. Here he is throwing and catching footballs over his house. To that, all I have to say is, dude, perfect. Dude, perfect. Do you want to collab? No? Okay, here's some NFL news. Everyone should be reminded that Darius Leonard still... Really, really good. I feel like he hasn't been mentioned for a while, but his 300 tackles and 30 career games is more than any player since at least 1987, according to Field Yates on Twitter. Plus, he has seven picks. That's more than any other linebacker since coming into the league. And he has 12 sacks. His rookie season garnered him a lot of attention, but he had five picks in 2019 and missed four games early in the year. The dude is probably the best linebacker in the NFL, and I feel like nobody really mentions it. So Darius Leonard, I see you. Josh Allen has been named AFC Offensive Player of the Week. The Bills gunslinger and human hurdler now joins Thurman Thomas and Jim Kelly as the only players in team history to earn Offensive Player of the Week honors three times. Now let's see if Josh Allen can lead the Bills to four straight Super Bowl losses so he can join proper Bill's folklore. Colin Cowherd caught heat this week for suggesting that Carson Wentz is playing poorly because of his backwards hat? Colin Cowherd makes $6 million a year to determine backwards hats don't lead to success. Oh, oh, Bank of America CEO. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Thank you. Uh, my name is Carson Wentz. Thank you. Or... 
Try telling that to Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Dunstan, who cashed checks after checking in, or the Fresh Prince. So get your stats straight, Colin. Backwards hats lead to success. Now, if I'm being honest in my evaluation of Colin Coward, his impression of Jim Brewer doing Joe Pesci is not bad. I'm Joe Pesci. And now we have my NFL overrated, underrated, perfectly rated power rankings segment. The Las Vegas Raiders, I think a tad overrated. Now I will admit they are playing better football than I expected. But in the AFC, I think they are the least threatening 2-0 team. The New Orleans Saints? Overrated. For all of the talk about their defense, they gave up 34 points to my slightly overrated Raiders in primetime. Arizona Cardinals? Properly rated. They look much improved, but keep in mind, they did just play the Washingtons last week, and they will become overrated over the course of the next three weeks as they face the Lions, Panthers, and Jets. If they lose any of those games, I will be shocked. The New York Jets, overrated. As bad as people think they are, they're actually even worse. I can't wait for the Thursday night showdown between the piss-poor Jets and my injury-plagued Broncos. I might be the only one excited for that game. 49ers and Broncos, too injured to be rated. You could argue the Jets are pretty injured, but they're just that bad. Uh, the Broncos and 49ers are like a seismograph chart with the needle going all over the place. I will say, even with the injuries, the Broncos offense has been overrated. Only two teams have scored fewer points than them through two weeks, the Jets and the Giants. Fucking gross, Broncos. The entire NFC South, properly rated, started the season overrated. We thought this could be the best division in football before the season started. Turns out it's the NFC West right now, but everyone is shitting on the Falcons after they forgot what an onside kick was. Plus, they're giving up a league-high 39 points per game. The Panthers are bad. The Saints, after losing on Monday Night Football, are being ridiculed as everyone assumes Drew Brees is washed. He may be, and nobody is saying glowing things about the Buccaneers after two games because even in a win, they didn't look like a top-tier team. So right now, they are properly rated by the media. The Bears, properly rated. Everyone knows they are lucky to be 2-0, and not even Bears fans think that winning will sustain. The Bengals, overrated. I'm guilty of this. I picked them to win this weekend against an equally bad Eagles team. And it's only because we all love Joe Burrow. He looks like he could be great, but that offensive line is atrocious. They can't protect, they can't run the ball, and the defense is a middle of the road unit right now. So the Bengals, people keep thinking they're gonna win and they keep not. Finally, underrated, the Ravens. Anyone who thinks the Chiefs are a better team through two weeks are wrong. Baltimore is allowing a league low 11 points per game. That's six and a half points better than the Cardinals. Yes, Baltimore, Baltimore has only faced the Browns and the Texans, and now they do get the Chiefs on Monday night. But my bold prediction is the Ravens look much better than Kansas City, and everyone will witness that in prime time. 
Ravens, fewest points allowed and third most points scored. A delicious recipe for success. And make sure you check out the Tyrod Taylor video. It's up on the screen right now, and if you click it, you just get a solid medical analysis by me about shitty doctors, which is why you subscribed here. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three. There is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week three, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? You can't. Don't worry, if football's not for you, DraftKings is giving all of you MMA fans the same great offer to use for this weekend's UFC 253. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week three, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use the promo code DNVR during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.